Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get to Know Jesus. My name is Will Aitzman. Thank you for those of you who have tuned in to listen. Um, if you're a daily listener, please share the podcast and other episodes, maybe other episodes on how God has spoke to you, and just uh, send them, share them with other people. You know, my heart's not to get my name big, but to uh, just preach Jesus and Jesus only. I want people to love Jesus. I want people to know more about who He is because He's the only way to heaven. And that's the biggest concern right now. The days that we're living in, you know, we're not guaranteed the next day. Look at how rowdy it is out there. Look at how, look at the chaos that's going on in Portland. Look at the chaos that's going on right here in this in our own country. I mean, it's ridiculous, guys. It's crazy. And we're in the time right now to where we just need to be telling others about Jesus and that's it. You know, I'm not so worried about the things of this world or physical means for that matter. I'm more worried about the heart of man. I know the heart I know what the Bible says about the heart of man. The Bible says that, that the heart of man is wicked in all of its ways. We're wicked people unless we have Christ. And I know that the day's coming soon where the Lord's coming back. He's already come once. He died and he rose again. He ascended and he's coming back. And I just want as many people to go home with him when he comes for the rapture. So please share it with you. Share it with others who you know maybe that need to hear from the Lord. Who maybe like I said it's a message where the Lord just really spoke to you. Um, Just share it with others. So today God was really stirring my heart as I did a study, um, I'm going to be in the book of Jonah, in the book of Jonah, I'm going to go through chapter 1, through chapter 2, and I'll probably stop right there, again, for those of you who have never been on here before, I might go verse for verse through the Bible, and just talk about Jesus, that's it, you know, we just want to get to know Jesus more and more each day. So, here we go. In chapter 1, verse 1 in the book of Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. So we see God's calling Jonah out. Telling him, hey, go over here. I need you to work. I need you to work for me. I need you to go over here and prophesy. I need you to go over here and call these people in Nineveh to repent. Verse 3, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to, to, go with them to Tarshish. From the presence of the Lord. So we see first off Jonah's called to to go and work unto the Lord. God God plucked him out. He said, Hey Jonah, I need you to go over here and call these people to repent. But Jonah was a big old sissy. Jonah was just a big old chicken and was scared and uh, I don't know maybe if he was scared or what it was, but he just did not want to do it. So he went so Nineveh is to the east of Israel and Jonah went as far west as he could go, and God still followed him, and we're going to see that. But, you know, I still think that there's a lot of us today who are just like Jonah. 
See, Jonah was disobedient when the Lord called him to go and uh, tell others to re repent. The Lord called him, but Jonah was disobedient. He said, no, I don't really want to do that. So he went west. And I think the same thing happens for us Christians today. Is, you know, we say, God, use me for your glory. Use me for your honor. Use me for your will. And then when he starts to answer, when he starts to answer our prayers and he starts to move in our lives, and he shows us what it, what it is that he wants us to do, we become disobedient and we run from him also. We, we run from Him also. You know, and whenever we run from Him, we might say something like this. Well, I wanted you to use me, use me, but I didn't want me to use, I didn't want you to use me like that. So you see, when God moves in our lives, it then is supposed to be His way, not ours. Stop running away from the calling that God has on your life. Just as Jonah did. You know, Jonah was, he just ran away. He was being a big old sissy. And I think we're all accused of that sometimes. You know, God calls us to do one thing and we're disobedient and we do the other. Repent of that sin. Repent of the disobedience and put your faith in Jesus. That, 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 that sin, that disobedience. That's what slows us down in this race of faith. That's what slows us down in the race of faith. Also, I want you to notice, look in verse 3 again. Every time it says, he went down to Joppa. And then it also says, so he paid the fare and went down into it. Everything as he was in disobedience to God, he went down. He went down. He went down. So his disobedience went straight down. It led him to go straight down. But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea. And there was a mighty tempest, temp, tempest on the sea. So that the ship was about to be broken up. Then the mariners were afraid. And every man cried out to his God. And threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone into the lowest, lowest parts of the ship, had lain down, and was fast asleep. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. So these guys, they, they called on to their false God, and of course nobody answered. So now they're going to the... To the, to the other guy who's just on the ship. He's down there sleeping. And they're like, hey, you ain't called on, on your God. Go ahead and call on your God. Maybe he'll answer. And they said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. <laughs> then they said to him, please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? So they're saying, why, why is this? storm coming at us right now why is all this going on you know who's, who's brought this down on us what is your occupation they asked jonah and where do you come from what is your country and of what people are you so he he said to them i am a hebrew and i fear the lord the god of heaven who made the sea and the dry land 
You see, when Jonah says, I fear the Lord and the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land, I got a question, man. Maybe this dude really didn't fear God the way he thought he did because if he feared God, he would have never ran away in disobedience in the first place. He would have never sinned in that way. Jonah. So even though Jonah ran in disobedience from God, the Lord was going to use Jonah to complete the work he planned for him. And it is so for us today also. Though a lot of us are scared and disobedient to the Lord, he is patient and graceful and merciful on us. Look at what he says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. The Lord says it through Paul. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 Being confident of this very thing that he who begun he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So the Lord had a plan for Jonah and he was going to complete that work in him. He was he was faithful to do so. And he's still faithful to this very day to do so. He can even though we were disobedient, even though we run away, you see the Lord can still restore us. See, Jonah was just like a lost sheep in sin. But the Lord, being a good shepherd, went after him to restore him. The Lord's always wanting to restore us, even though we run away in sin. We don't have to ask him, Lord, will you forgive me? He wants to forgive you. All you have to do is repent. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that He is if we, repent and if we would repent of our sins and confess him, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Think about that. The Lord wants to restore us. He wants to restore us. You see, the sin that Jonah was going on was disobedience. And he, that, that sin right there slowed him down in his race of the faith. It slowed him down in his walk with the Lord. See, if we would repent of our sins that slow us down in the race of faith, he will forgive us. Look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 through 2 and I'm speaking on right now that the sin that slowed Jonah down and the same sin that slows us down to this very day therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus not looking unto the world not looking unto people or man, looking unto Jesus. Never take your eyes off Christ. He's the perfect one. He set the example for us. Verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of, God, of the throne of God. Look unto Jesus. Don't take your eyes off the Lord. You see, Jonah took his eyes off the Lord. Jonah took his eyes off the Lord and he ran astray. He became a lost sheep. But the Lord, being a good shepherd, always goes after the lost sheep. You see, he'll leave the 99 to go after that one who went astray. And he did that with Jonah. We're going to see more about that here in just a minute. But for us, for anyone who, who, who 
knows that God has call, has a calling on their life, but they've run away from it. Maybe you've backslidden. I don't know. Maybe you've been disobedient in it. The Lord wants to restore, restore you, and He wants to continue that work in you, but you've got to repent first. You've got to repent because that sin is slowing you down. Just like it said in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. The sin that ensnares us, it slows us down. Let us run this race with endurance. You know, you look at a cross-country runner. They wear a light material shirt and really light shorts and light, you know, have you ever felt a track shoe? They're really light. Why? Because the heavier the, the weight they have on them, the slower they're going to go. See, that's what our sin does to us. It'd be like a cross-country runner running with sweatpants and sweatshirt on all the time during a race. It'd slow them down. Our sin slows us down. Repent of it, and the Lord said he'll forget your sins as far as the east is to the west. Repent of your sins and come back to the Lord. He wants to use you. He wants to complete that work in you. He says he's faithful and just to do so. So Jonah in verse 9 said, So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Verse 10, Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, Why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. So Jonah told them, Hey, you know, this is who I am. I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, he told me to go over here to Nineveh, but I came over here out of disobedience. So now he's made all these guys scared. Verse 11, then they said to him, what shall we do to you that the, sea, that the sea may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. And he said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. So Jonah's like, look, I understand that all this is going on, that the sea's throwing us around because of me, because of my disobedience. The Lord's just trying to get me back. But you see, that's just how awesome God is. is he'll do anything to get you back, but you've got to repent. He's not going to force himself on you. He's going to keep trying to get your attention. He's going to keep convicting you. He's going to keep trying to get your attention and saying, hey, Come back. Repent. This is what I've got planned out for you. Trust in me. Trust in the Lord always. Verse 13. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to land, but they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please, do not let us perish for this man's life, and do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. So look at that. Just as quickly as that, the Lord calmed the sea right when they threw Jonah into the sea so think about that think about what's going through jonah's mind as he's just tossed into the ocean i mean wow 
But also look at that in verse 14 where they, these same people who over in, in verse 5, they're, they're calling out to their gods, their false gods, little g. They're calling out to their false gods. And now in verse 14, they're, they're praying unto the true Lord, the only one and true God, Jesus Christ. They're praying unto Him, to the Lord, and they're asking Him. And they even go as far as to, then they feared, verse 16, verse 16 says, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Man, how awesome is our God. And thus that comes to see where the scripture says every every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Oh, amen. So they just threw Jonah into the sea. Everything got calm except for Jonah. Things are about to get real for Jonah. Let's see what Jonah does. Verse 17, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So the Lord went as far as to throwing Jonah into a fish's belly to navigate him to where he needed him. The Lord is righteous and just. He is a good father who chastises us for our sin. Yet, he will not condemn us if we believe and repent of our sins to his perfect son, Jesus Christ. See, the, let's, let's go on. Chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. So Jonah was just thrown into the middle of the sea. Now he's in the middle of this huge fish. As the Bible explains it as a great fish. Just swallowed him up. Now he's in the fish's belly. Now he's praying. <laughs> So unfortunate how sometimes it takes for us to scrape the bottom of the barrel to actually seek God and to repent. Sometimes it takes for us to be at our lowest point to finally just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's what happened to Jonah. It took him going all the way to the bottom of the bellies of a fish's belly to finally pray unto the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Same thing for us today. That's what it took for me until I came to Christ. Finally took me to where I had no other choice. It was either lose everything I love or it was either lose everything I love and keep living in the, in the sin that I was in and die in my sins or come to the light. Come to know my son, Jesus Christ. I chose Jesus. But you see, it took for me to be at the bottom of the barrel. It took to me to where I had nowhere else to turn. It took for me to be to where I couldn't, you know, I couldn't lie my way out of it. I couldn't look to the left or to the right. It was either Jesus or death. Then I chose Jesus. See, for Jonah, it was, it was at the fish's belly where he finally was just, where he finally prays unto the Lord. He could have sought, he could have prayed unto the Lord and repented while he was on the boat. I guarantee you he could have done that and God still would have got him to Nineveh somehow and he wouldn't have had to go to the fish's belly. But you see, that's just how awesome our God is. He's righteous and he's just. And he'll do anything. As long as we repent, he will, he will do whatever it takes to use us for his glory. Not for our glory, for his glory.
So verse 1, chapter 2, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. So now he's explaining what he was kind of going through when he was thrown into the sea. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Verse 4. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. True repentance means a change in your lifestyle. You see, we were all once out of cast out of his sight the moment we sinned. The moment we first sinned, God can no longer look at us. But you see, when we repent, we, we need to truly repent, turning away from our old wicked ways. And we need to just look again towards Jesus Christ. See, the Lord will hear us if we have a true, repentive heart. And we don't make a false confession, which happens a lot. We make false confessions all the time. We're always making false confessions. If we would just truly repent, the Lord will hear us and He'll forgive us. Why? Because First John chapter 1 verse 9 explains that. See, Jonah was, so Jonah was cast out from the Lord, thrown into the sea for his disobedience. Yet Jonah now says, I will look again toward your holy temple. You see, if Jonah would have never taken his eyes off the Lord, he wouldn't have ran astray. But the Lord, being a good shepherd, goes after his lost sheep. He's always running after us. See, Jonah took his eyes off the Lord, which we do so often. We're, all, you know, we have so many distractions in this life. We have so many distractions in America. We've got TV. We've got, you know, radio. We've got our cell phones. We've got, I mean, just everything you can think of and some. So many distractions that the enemy uses to take our eyes off Jesus. Because you see, if he can get us to take our eyes off Christ, he can then move in and, boy, without Jesus, we're up for no fight. You see, the devil loves it when we say, I can take you on, devil. He loves that because he knows he can beat you. But you see, when we go, when we come against Satan in the name of Jesus, when we come against Satan with the Lord, oh man, Satan knows he's lost. And he's going to lose every time when the Lord's involved. But if we take our eyes off him, we're done. Don't think for a second you can beat Satan. He wants you to think that. He wants you to think you can fight him on your own. But let me tell you, I've tried that. And you're going to fail every single time. So verse 5. The water surrounded me even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains, the earth with its bars closed behind me forever, yet you have brought me up, my life, from the pit, O oh Lord my God. He's always wanting to use us and bring us out of the bottom of the barrel, but he can only do so if we repent of our sins. Sin is what divides us from the Holy God Almighty. 
Verse 7, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you and to your holy temple. And again, I know I said it before, but it took Jonah to be brought down to... It took Jonah to be brought down low to the bottom of the barrel to repent. And it's the same for us today too. Yet the Lord does not want us to come to Him with a broken back. He doesn't always want us coming to Him after we've already done the sin, you see. He would rather us come to repentance after the thought of our, of our desire for sin. Again, let me say that one more time. He would rather us come to repentance after just the thought of our desire for sin rather than coming to repentance after actually taking action of our sin. See, we're always coming to Him after, you know, we've got nowhere to turn rather than just turning to Him before we even commit the sin. Though we think about it in His eyes, if we just make the thought of sin, we've already committed it. But you see, when we actually go through with it, oh man, that's a whole other level. That's what the Bible calls a presumptuous sin. Either way, repent and come back to the Lord. He wants to use you. Come back to the Lord. Repent. He wants to fulfill the work that He had planned for you. Those, verse 8, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. The Lord is the only one who can restore us of our sins. Salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. So guys, if there's anyone who maybe has backslidden, you know, maybe you're like Jonah and you've, you've ran away in disobedience from God and you know you have. You know you've fallen off that pathway that the Lord had planned for you. My friend, if you belong to the Lord, repent. He'll forgive you. Just hop back onto the path that He wants for you. Repent and keep your eyes fixed on Christ. Stay in prayer. Stay in the Word. Every day, read the Word. I don't care if it's one minute. I don't care if it's one verse a day. Just read something of His Word and watch as you continue to grow. And again, stay in prayer. Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Trust in Him. Know that He's faithful to forgive us of our sins if we would confess and repent. Again, guys, repent. Our sin is the only thing that keeps us from having a relationship with God. Our sin is the only thing that slows us down as we run this race of faith on the earth. I hope the Lord just stirs y'all's heart. Maybe you can share the message with somebody else if you want to. God bless. Y'all have a great rest of your day.